0: Hello everyone, Pursuit of Wellness podcast here, it's Daria, I hope you have been waiting for me and right now are sitting with a cup of tea or driving a car or somewhere in your life but you still are in tune with Pursuit of Wellness podcast. Some of you may know, may remember that I used to be a professional athlete. And I had lots of amazing experiences as an athlete, as well as the negative experiences as an athlete. My body got broken at some point and took me many, many years to put pieces together. So actually I can talk to you about my experiences without uh, tears and digested emotions. And the person that I have invited to podcast today to talk about optimization of your performance is Louise. She's an ex-Olympian and person who definitely have opened my eyes for mindfulness and power of the story and work of Brenna Brown. She will tell you more about herself. Louise, once again, thank you so much for joining Pursuit of Wellness podcast. And welcome.
1: Hi, thank Um, you for having me. My pleasure, uh, Luis. And
0: um, I was waiting so much for our conversation because this podcast is run by uh, Holistic Performance Method, HPM. We are focusing on uh, performance optimization and health optimization. And your story is just matching uh, what we are doing. What is your personal and professional story, Luis?
1: Oh, you know, Daria, when I was preparing for this, I, you know, I I need to start with, you know, I fell in the backyard pool when I was um, two or three years old and I couldn't get up. I got back down and then I got myself up the second time. And from that moment on, I guess I just had to make peace with water. So that brought me to two Olympics um, and I started traveling the world when I was 14, 15 Um, i I actually missed the the ninety two Olympics with four hundredths of a second, and I think that was the first time now looking back when I was really connected to this mind body thing because I got um i think it's called kissing fever um from 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 that um emotional setback of not making the team um and then professionally with swimming after I was done with that i followed my husband to the US so we ended up being abroad for another oh I think 16 years we had two beautiful boys a crazy dog and um yeah so now we're back in Sweden and I'm working with with you know like I have a US sister who lives in and what
0: do you uh, what do you do what is your uh, company doing professionally right now
1: Professionally, right now, I'm, I'm running um, something called True Holistic Lifestyle, and my main focus at the moment is I work in the realm of functional medicine, but my passion and my focus at the moment is all about recovery. So, recovery for athletes, uh, first and foremost, but also recovery for the everyday person, um, so, so that's my passion right. at the moment. Beautiful. Uh, I've got a question. When you have realized that
0: there is end of your athletic uh, path and athletic career, what was you
1: feeling? What, what came inside you? Oh, this is funny. You know, I look back at this and I, I have to say the week when I started making excuses for not going to practice, that was the week when I quit swimming. I just realized if I'm gonna keep, you know, making excuses for not going to practice, this is not fun anymore. So that was the Wouldn't that this
0: I got- apply to to normal life right now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. For sure. So I was I was quite young. I was only twenty four, but I just I was I didn't think I um, was really reaching my potential. I just I wasn't enjoying um not the game because I was a swimmer, but I was just not enjoying okay. the water. And like what do you miss um, from being a competitive athlete? Um, I think what I miss the most, I have to be honest, is is the mentality, and the mindset. Uh, you know, the 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 mindset of a, um, a a top performance and and the tribe. You know, people are equally stubborn, equally goal oriented, so. It just feels like you fit in a little bit better than in than in normal life. So I think the mindset. I I agree with most. you because yeah.
0: uh, when I finished my career, and I moved uh, to I moved and I yes, I moved to the um, UK. I actually was missing the. Uh, you mentioned also tribe, surrounding, and uh, in with people mm. same as yourself, right? Who are driving towards that who are disciplined, who are pushing you, mm-hmm. who are helping you. And I think it's important in our day-to-day practice, and I'm sure uh, in your practice you're preaching also the support to your clients, to your athletes, to your customers, because that is uh, so, so important uh, for further progression of anything uh, they really want of their goals or pursuits of meaning in life or improvement in being faster there or swimming faster or you know wh- whatever you're working with.
1: Mhm. No, I I think they say you are the average of of the five people you're the closest to. So it yes. for How important. do you set a goal, Louise? <laughs> How do I set a goal? Well, I have to say um, it, it's a very different answer than it would have been 20 years ago. But I think you have to, without sounding too woo-woo-woo, I am all about optimization and performance. But now when I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, I think the primary thing is there ne- it needs to come from heart, not only your head. So I think you need a lot of courage to dare to dream I think when you set a goal, it, it's supposed to give you some butterflies in your tummy. Like you need to get over or get out of your comfort zone a little bit. So the courage to really try, and then also, you know, having the the courage to to fall, you know, and learn a lot. How do way. you
0: you said um, that this this time, right? Uh, you setting the goals differently, and you're going away from mind uh, using them. I call it in my practice mm-hmm. goals of the heart how do you reach the goals of the heart or mm-hmm. how do you he- uh, reach the uh, potential of your heart how would you tell your athletes to do that or you know or your clients to do that
1: Well I think it's it's you need to look at you need to kind of digest the goal a little bit you need to really look at it you know it's it's I think you can you can reach. I don't think you can fully reach, honest to God. I don't think you can really fully use your potential if it's only comes from your head. And my, with that, what I mean behind that is if it's a little bit fear-based, you know, if you want to reach a goal to fit in or you need to a goal to to impress somebody or you know, it's there's a slight fear in that goal. It's going to be harder to get there. Um, and when it comes to the passion of the heart, I just I don't think it's rocket science. I think it's, you just need to do what you love to do. Um, and, and not all all people know exactly what that is. But if you have a goal, get with somebody that can help you kind of digest what what is it, if you're not reaching it, why are you not reaching it? Um, there's always going to be hinders on the way. You know, there's no uh, straight line to go. There's always going to be roadblocks and learning opportunities. But um, I think it's very important to kind of look at the goals I agree with you because I
0: feel so many uh, people right and we're recording this, uh, this uh, yet in 2020 but still going to reach 2021 January and many people are going to uh, talk again about goal setting right but I think many uh, many are going to fail just because they did not went deep deeply deeply in they differ. angles What this goal mean to them? How it is going to be applying? How they going to change? Who they going to become? Do they want to become this person? So that coaching side and as you said, the mindset is uh, it's very important. And your company name is mm-hmm. True, right? True, True Lifestyle, right? And yes, mm-hmm. how did you find mm-hmm. your truth <laughs> and passion?
1: Um, I, I, I was, I was chewing on this question a little bit and I was thinking for me, it's being authentic and having the courage to be fully you is, is I think one of the most beautiful things and it's the most empowering things to, you know, to see somebody that's really comfortable in their own skin and can really be who they are. That to me is, I don't think there's anything more inspiring, um, and that also gives us permission to be as unique as we all are. So for me, you know, the truth and passion for me is, is I can be fully myself when I'm in nature. When I'm in nature, high up in the mountains, I can just be. Um, and that's, that's, me, oh, that's oh my I'm not. Now I'm
0: uh, in Spain and I'm surprised how my creativity went up. Um, I'm designing certain things and usually that wouldn't be my cup of tea and now I'm like sometimes very surprised I'm like oh that's you did it this is you it is your creativity yes and I um uh, spoken See? recently with someone who was talking about uh energy chi uh chi right in in traditional Chinese medicine is chi and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I I just didn't I probably forgotten, maybe I didn't remember, maybe even I didn't know, that nature has the negative yawns. And the person talked about negative yawns. Um, mm-hmm. And then everything else that's happened, like uh, stress, uh, acidic food, uh, high cortisol, uh, lack of sleep, uh, living in toxic environment, obviously cities, uh, lots of toxicity and pollution. That is all positive yons. so when you are going into the nature this mm-hmm. is why you're feeling very balanced because nature is trying to balance your um your positive yons. that's why it's so important for recovery of, of health or of performance or you know any form of recovery just going uh, into the nature and connecting with nature to give little bit of this positive neurons into into back it was actually very interesting for me which would mm-hmm. explain why suddenly i see the sea the way i see it right so um but to time slightly relax the nervous system before my eyes open up
1: more it's it's you know it's amazing and you know if you take your shoes off and do some earthing it's like people just it's too easy like, they think health is complicated. This is not rocket science. You know, it's amazing what nature can provide us with. If we just, you know, go back to basic and take off our shoes and be a little barefoot. And you being by the beach yeah, and, and the I, ocean, I that's, what you said, that's amazing. Uh, that
0: we, we sometimes uh, expecting from program, from training, from nutrition, new menu, crackers. Uh, this is going to be something, you know new I never seen this but actually as you said it's so simple this is not rocket science and I think we have to um appreciate the simplicity of it instead make it this health mm-hmm. thing or performance thing even more harder as probably you said reaching inside you to discover yourself your authenticity and that.
1: So. Yeah and and I it, you know it, when it comes to earthing I think there's over 20 you know peer reviewed studies about its effect on um lowering inflammation I don't I don't think there's a lot of more ways to get um to lower inflammation in the body so it's amazing but yeah, have it information to from first hand sure.
0: in recovery so Uh, please share with us all those type of tips and tricks, (laughs) right? (laughs) Tips and
1: tricks, yeah. You're going to be surprised they're not rocket science. That's uh, what's so amazing about it. (laughs) I
0: think uh, that um, yin and yang, we want to balance here some flow and some rooting of us. When we talk about Mm -hmm. the performance, what are your three tips, like top behavioral tips that lead to top
1: performance? What I, I would say you have to address, uh, you have to invest in your body. You have to invest in your body and mind. And what I mean by that, you need, you need to work on your nervous system, your recovery, what you know, food and and taking care, just taking care of your body. And what I mean by that is both body and mind. Um, And I think all top performers in any category would agree to that. Um, And again, make sure you surround yourself with good people that you feel comfortable, safe with, that supports you. Um, And I think that, you know, working with all ranges of different kind of athletes um, I, you know, the, the dedication and the stubbornness and the focus that's what I you love that you it share
0: up. it. Uh, shared those, um, those tips. Let me write it down once again Ded- dedication, stubbornness, and, I really and focus because I... I, if they are not kids, but they still have mind-body goals or mind-body pursuits or focus that they follow this because it is not only the mm-hmm. amazing program of training or exercise or menu or um, functional med- medicine approach with supplements or you know or detoxification program right it is how you're going to dedicate yourself mm. to make it how you're going to uh, you know, be resist- stubborn, as you said, to continue this every single day and how focused you're going to be on the line. Because many of mm. us, you know, probably focus on the short term goals, which is okay, but the long term focus of why I'm doing, what are the uh, goals of my heart, that is where this change and transformation is actually lasting. So, thank you so much for. Se- saying that and sharing
1: with us is there anything else you would like to add well I, I think that um uh i think with with your and and my background i think you know i think the easiest way is to do what everybody else is doing the the average way of you know re- doing working out too much eating too strict eating like you know and i think with the, the normal way of approaching health. But I think you need to find your level. If that's where you want to start and then learn the hard way, I think that's what people that's okay too. You know, and I know sometimes when I I think for in twenty twenty years ago when I heard, oh, you need <laughs> to get the gold from your heart, I was gonna be like, what? You get to the, you're not gonna get to the Olympics with your heart. Are you kidding me? You know, is it you're gonna get there with lactic acid. That's you know an improved way too. But um, I think the blessing that we have thats that we've been there and to find somebody, a mentor or a coach or something that can help you really share the experiences that won't tell you, you know, they will not, they will empower you to make your own choices. That's yes, what's I gonna, agree with
0: you, uh, Louise, that's how that you're learn um,
1: about. many years
0: ago, I would not... Uh talk about this i would not even think of it that wouldn't even be part of my vocabulary would be exactly Mm -hmm. exactly same as yours right go and train (laughs) Oh, i hear you (laughs) run faster jump higher uh yeah faster uh, make this time better Mm -hmm. uh you know shoot the the ball better or you know but that is the purpose of my podcast pursuit of wellness and pursuit of this performance and optimization, because mm. if I knew what I do now, I made my career made continue, right? Made not, right? If we're thinking of spiritual mm. path, mm. maybe that's been not my spiritual path, and I'm much more keen to that. But if there is someone who, like me or you, many years ago right trying to go into some of being athlete, they discovering themselves or someone who works at busy busy corporate and they have some crazy project happening and they don't know how to bite this or how to do that i would love that they know that they're going to get mm. possibly better results if they're going to reach the heart but as you said they may, this may just come and go, mm-hmm. but at least they like having the energy and vibe that there is something beyond just mind. There is something beyond just uh listening yourself mm-hmm. outside of yourself, actually. Right. So this is the reason I, and uh, we are discussing those uh, deep, deep questions, Um part of our personal growth, growth, I guess. Uh, tell me, Louis, can you, mm-hmm. can healthy mm-hmm. and nourishing way of eating help us with reaching a top performance?
1: I think healthy, like nourishing food is the base. I think, like, without a doubt, you, you need to look at your body as a temple. You need, to me, nourishing food is about self-respect, it is, um, so, so you, simple question to, or simple answer to your question. Self-respect. Yes, I love this. I'm stopping here for a
0: moment mm. because, again, that comes from, from observation. And when people telling me, you know, I am 90% good, then I can be bad. I'm always like hesitating. How can I respond to this? Because you don't want to tell them, you know, you can do better. You're still doing your ninety percent, mm-hmm. but I think there is something here happening. That that word, self-respect, as you said, because I feel, why, why do we using this ninety, pro, this ten percent as a way out of feeling better, doing? being happier, right? That is connection to our nervous system and the way food mm-hmm. um, is, um, is connecting to, you know, so how we feel, what we think, how we perform. So I think that self-respect uh, self, uh, here mm-hmm. through nourishing food, it's something, in my opinion, everyone should write it down and like stress it out. How did you came to that
1: connection? Um, I think actually, yeah, I think it's just through my own journey, you know, I, I think that we, we all have a relationship with food and I tell this to myself and my clients when they say, oh, I'm just going to do 10%, I'm just going to have whatever I want and see that as a treat and, and we just need to, I think just looking at that, okay, so how, I'm not saying you should only eat broccoli or only kale, okay? And I fall back myself. So it's not about being perfect, but I think it's important that we look at the different perspective. If we want to go and do something that is actually going to harm our bodies, how on earth can that be something that, like a treat? You know, you want to treat yourself for those 10%. I think we need to just rephrase it and look at what is doing a body. Is it actually worth it? I think that you can agree on that when we coach people around behavioral, around food, it is, there's one thing that I do with my clients. I I think you probably do the same is that I, when they're craving certain things, I said, you, please go ahead and eat what that ever might, that might be. But I want you to stop in that present moment. And I want you to really enjoy, you know, I really want you to enjoy whatever is that you're eating. That might not be the the optimal option for you at that moment. Um, And usually when they're in that present moment, then don't enjoy it. It, It's a whole different, um, there's more behavior behind that uh, food than it is actually enjoying it. The mm-hmm. actual food, if you know what I'm saying. So there's a lot. It, no, sorry, no. It's just about that they're allowed to have something. So I, I don't really ban anything. They need to connect to their bodies and learn. Yes, that, that, how that's this why
0: I I call them. a nourishing food and self uh, respect because, um, for me, mm. also the word um, mm. treat. I'm like you, you, you treating. Actually, you're doing. You are okay mm-hmm. for 90% of time. So why then you sabotaging feeling good? Because that is sabotaging of feeling good, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And there is
0: definitely some deeper mm-hmm. meaning mm-hmm. and relationship with food that caused that people are doing this 80, 90, 92, and 2%, right? My question is why then we choosing these foods that mm-hmm. actually are destructive and destroying whatever we're trying to uh, create and I think a few days ago yeah, I actually found an interesting quote from charles Polking, um, which 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 says, "We are following like eighty percent on the path i 'm just paraphrasing here towards our goals, then twenty percent we are." Ch- Changing direction that takes us away from this whatever we're trying to do with our life, right? Maybe you want to rest more, right? Does not need to be goal orientated on, mm. you know, losing the only fat or building a business. Can be something small, but then we are expecting hundred percent results by putting eighty percent into what we mm. want, right? And I feel that was that is very relevant to what we're saying, Mm -hmm. but also adding this component of mindfulness and connection with yourself and with being without restriction. Um, It's what I love about what you are saying and trying to teach uh, all of us in this conversation.
1: And what he, I, I think you, one of my absolute favorite articles is actually written by Charles and it's about the myths of discipline. And when he describes, you know, mm. there's no such thing as discipline. There's only love. So if you haven't read it, you need to go and look that up. It's it's amazing that it has it has to do with dedication, it has to do with goal setting and your focus. So yeah, he is a he, he was. Yes, a man, and I a think large
0: heart, large which, which we had to get a chance to see. In one of his, his in so. lots of, of his latest uh, podcast, uh, podcasts, a lot of le- his latest um, posts, I think he got discovering himself a lot about mm. his true authenticity. Uh, we live in, in that strange world, I think, and um, mm-hmm. maybe that was his chance to show who he really was, right? And we have our bad sides and good sides, and that's still okay, <laughs> right? Elise, um I'm very interested that you mm-hmm. share um, and explain a little bit more, right? And how uh, this can be supported. And I'm talking here about the fire chakra and this digestive uh, digestive fire. And I would love to refer this towards women because on oh, this woman, that driven woman, uh, you know, type A personality on high positions, right? And they often come in with uh, you know, weight weight gain is one of things, but then the suppression of digestion, the hormonal imbalances, um, obviously high stress, which will create the insulin and you know disruption in nervous system, and cortisol productions. What is how how they can help themselves mm. using this point of fire chakra? What is fire chakra? How do how do we balance this? Where this comes from?
1: Well, I think the the way both of you look at uh, the fire chakra through the seven systems of health by Diana Minnick, for me, you know, both of you and I have a very strong power. We have a lot of chi. We have a lot of, you know, um, force. And that comes kind of natural to us. So I think when I get clients in my office that are pretty similar to me, I you, yeah, you need to be a little bit careful here because I, I just go back to myself. I I think that obviously when you have too much power and you're got you you you're moving too much forward, you need balance, right? And so what balances that out? Rest. But that's probably the last thing on this planet that these women, or I'm just talking about my fellow, are very comfortable with. Like we're doers, right? So my it you need for me it's it's about um kind of like outsmarting the clients or myself so i think if if you want to play hard you need to rest hard or these symptoms will come as a you know a post in the mail a letter in the mail so i think you know you need to plan your rest and really connect The like you do so beautifully, explain and educate and inform people about, okay, this is how the body works. All of your symptoms are connected to you not being in balance. So I work a lot with um, HRV measurements, which is a good way to measure the nervous system. So get some some kind of technology that will help you manage your sleep. um, Kind of look at how your everyday life's affected, like your, how your heart rate variability is affected, take some quality uh, down times throughout the day as one way to kind of balance that stress that's going to help your sleep at night. But I think we're going to go back to the why, you know, why are we striving in the speed, like our everyday tempo? Why does it need to be this high? Does it need to be 110%? Could it be 98%? So again, looking at the why is this some you know where we programmed this way is this have we always been like this? Maybe we don't even know how to rest you know maybe I know for me when I found this out, rest is you know equivalent to you know being really it's scary for me, so it's hard to just you know write a prescription, oh, go home and rest. You need to be more detailed than that and and i I, I always I, I remember saying that to my husband the other day. He's like, "You know what? I think I'm going to outsmart myself if that's possible. I don't know. Use your fire and your dedication and discipline for also planning your recovery. So simple enough. If you play hard, you need to rest hard. Or the I think this is a
0: quote of gradually um, show up
1: of um, marketing this podcast.
0: <laughs> play hard and rest hard. Because it's so, it so true. <laughs> right? I, I
1: remember Play when hard I and injured rest
0: myself hard. and uh, that I was already yeah. after um, surgery. I had uh, HCL uh, replacement. I went for physiotherapy. Uh, I, I think it was within like a few days. You're just going into rehab straight away. And I'm lying on the, I was lying on the couch uh, of physiotherapy room, on the physiotherapy room. And um, couch, sorry, not couch, couch, (laughs) physiotherapy room. And uh, my physio picked my left leg, was, was, was my left knee. And then he took hand from under my feet, hoping that my leg is going to drop. And I guess he wanted that I contract my quad and catch it. My quad gone completely with HCL mm. surgery. But you know, my mm. leg was just on the top, no moving. Mm. And, and he said, you tense like that, Daria, all mm. the time. And it is only now, it's been like what? I've been 2000, like 16 mm. years now of um, handball pitch, right? Many years ago, it's now connecting to me how... Mm. I was riding yeah. everything on the nervous system, and uh, which get obviously exhausted. And when I've looked at the research between uh, HCL ruptures and nervous system, actually that was a big big driver, right? I remember before injuring myself, I was not able to mm. come out of the bed to go to training. I was crying, but I was called a horse. You know, I could do, you know, run, you know, without like a good machine mm-hmm. or like good car with <laughs> the best petrol. Exactly. Right. And for me, it was every like this process when I was 20 mm-hmm. went like mm-hmm. flowing. OK, I get injury. I'm going to uh, repair my need and I'm going to go back to the pitch. Eight months. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: I'm like. It's now, look, so many years after, i, hear you. Like, I can't. <laughs> really, this was the reason you got injured, right? You just did it, overdid it. So this is where I should resting hard. But um, I'm not sure how, how you, is. but I actually yeah. was re- resting very little. I was coming ready for preparation. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I didn't even know what that was. I was like, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember calling the coaches when we had days off, or like, why do we have days off? Like what, you know, horrible, 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 not understanding recovery at all. And I'm pretty you sure know, I had the smartest coaches ever that was trying to explain but this. But, you I just, know, I didn't it's coming
0: it. to me. Also, I thought that's you know, not more a problem with um, so many. For example, like, let's speak women who are trying to lose weight, right? and they are overdoing with dieting they are on low calorie right mm-hmm. running from month week to month to years yeah. and i know examples of that then they overdoing by crushing the cardio every yeah. single day, seven days a week, right? Then they are having very busy and stressful job. Then they are having a, a you know, a missing the breakfast, missing the good quality of lunch, right? And they go in late to sleep, still working on the laptop, right? And then they are expecting that the body is going to just follow and they're going to drop the weight and the body fat uh, within like a few weeks. And then after four weeks, oops, that is really not the way. So I'm talking to all of them right now because this, what we discussed Mm -hmm. just a few seconds ago, is very relevant as to an athlete, as to you. Wouldn't you agree
1: with me, Louise? I don't think it's, it's, absolutely, 100%. And I don't, I always say, like, fire people is not just athletes. Right, it's anybody with a high drive. So if you are very, you know, entrepreneur or CEO, whatever, if you just have a high drive um, and are very go, 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 busy, 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 um, it doesn't. You don't have to be a pro athlete. Yes. To and you would agree that to what we're saying all this lack of rest. And
0: when we're talking rest, we rest in nervous system, a lot. Right in a that slowing down moment wouldn't you agree that this also can um, stop if we're Mm -hmm. not resting hard this would stop weight loss of body fat loss results for those women who are trying to reach this because they just overdoing same way as
1: athletes no absolutely no for sure for sure I just you know with with athletes it's I, I always say it's hard to ask them what do you feel? Like, do you feel tired? Like, feel what you want to eat, you know, connect back to your body. Because in, in being an athlete, you are being rewarded for shutting off. You know, you feel pain, you you go even harder. So I think it's the same with somebody in the everyday life that are that driven. You lose the connection, the body-mind connection. Um, for And I have to say for for different reasons. And whatever your reason might be, Is It always has an explanation. So we need to be a little bit gentle here. But, you know, as much as I do, you know, when it comes to the body, you can just test the adrenals or test the the hormone levels of these women. They're probably not going to be by the book, right? We, We can just go back to the cortisol insulin balance and... You know, biochemically explain to these ladies this is your way of pushing too yeah. hard. It is that probably is not um, gonna work? Why no, they your won't goal understand to this wait.
0: often because that's what they told to do. And now we're saying actually, you have to rest hard and you have to stop to follow what uh, some yeah, uh, women's the, uh, magazines yeah. are saying, right? Go on a kale lettuce uh, recipe uh, diet and. Um, and you know, and keep doing lots of cardio <laughs> heat trainings, right? Without measuring actually how this is balanced between you playing hard and resting hard. I really think this is so much uh, fun with <laughs> between those words that you say, play hard, rest hard.
1: No, sorry, it, no, and it goes back to what we talked earlier, you know, it's about authenticity. You know, we we need to, we're all unique, like, you need to look at your you know you unique situation and you might be eating good and you might be exercising but if you're not sleeping and if the rest of the day um you know you're you're you you are working on your own business you're taking care of the family that's also working out so I think it's Paul who invented this whole working out working in philosophy um I know it's based on ancient wisdom but you know, it's, it's play hard, rest hard, but it's also about working out. But what about working yes, in? Yes, and
0: uh, again, I, and that's
1: what Qigong is all about. I'm happy that we are touching this because it's, it's
0: about uniqueness. It's about personalization. It's about authenticity. It's about hearing yourself and adjusting the tools from the buffet of things you've got on your plate to what actually is going to work for me and stop to comparing one program to another program, one person to another person, right? Um, I'm sure you're saying those things to athletes. I'm saying those things to uh, average uh, listener who, you know, struggle with health or struggle with weight loss or struggle with an uh, injury and they're trying to find a new way, maybe updated way uh, of, uh, of thinking, Luis, um, I've got one of the latest question here. Lastest question here. How is it important for someone who suffers with chronic health condition to find the authentic voice? How they can build authentic voice?
1: Well um the truth what do probably, you mean right? like, authenticity what do you mean by
0: accent authentic the voice yes. they I, I, exercise just, they can do it in a condition of anything yeah, they suffer them. from and they come into listening here and mm-hmm. they like you know what does it mean this authentic authentic yeah. voice maybe we talked about this at the beginning but if there is there is any exercise they could do
1: Mhm Well, I, I would, I'm a little, um, mm-hmm. I'm a little too, I, there's probably plenty of exercises that they can do, but I think one of the major things is to really start pondering what actually got you to chronic fatigue in the first place. I think this is what, cause, cause it's, even though, um, I have not yet been there myself, I, but I've, Helped a lot of clients with this. It's about finding somebody, or doesn't have to be a practitioner. But when you're searching for your authentic voice, I always think that I think this quote is from The Little Prince: "Nothing will ever go away until you learn the lessons you need to learn." So look at the the situation that you're in, even though it's it's not the most comfortable and pleasant one. I I can. I understand that, but really looking at what got you here in the first place, to really look at those dots. So it's um, probably that's a little bit
0: come also from Brenna Brown, and it was you who introduced me to Brenna Brown, right? Look at that, that story, right? And even it's dragging you dr- dragging you down, try to <laughs> dig in, be brave, be courageous, and. Um, you know get the Mm -hmm. resilience to go inside and you know don't be probably afraid of yourself and maybe afraid of what you're going to find out about yourself because probably you won't like it (laughs) right but as you said if you don't address the root cause of what uh, got you into that chronic health condition in that situation you might never change you might never transform what right digging right. a little bit deeper so and digging a little deeper you know just to wrapping yeah. up what would be like your main advice nice. you know main like trick here for anyone to improve their performance at any area of their life what would be your number one to go so people can start to practice from tomorrow
1: Well, I, I, you know, I, I think it's very important to empower people in, in small steps so they feel like they can take back their own power of their health. So I'm all about starting small. Um, I, I work with a, a, athlete teams where we establish one healthy habit a month, you know, so that's 12 new habits in a year. That's, that's huge. But we go very, very slowly. So, if you can commit to yourself, like a commitment to self, for five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, it doesn't matter. You know, whatever like makes your heart sing, whatever rocks your boat, what any health step in the right direction, um, and commit to that to do it every day. I think that's. Just that practice in itself is very, very empowering. And it doesn't matter if it's, okay, I'm going to start taking my multivitamin or I'm going to do a smoothie in the morning or I'm going to start, you know, exercise and, and take a walk for five minutes or 15 minutes. It doesn't really matter. What only matters is that you start and commit to self. For, be dedicated, um, be stubborn, for that stay
0: focused, play hard, rest hard. Uh, Self-rest, because that is nourishing, or have nourishing food, Mm -hmm. because that is um, equal self-respect.
1: And it could be as easy as, you know, taking, you know, taking a pause at lunch break for five minutes, leaving your phone, you know, maybe taking off your socks on the ground Um, And just like sitting in nature for five minutes. That is big, major, huge. So it's just, and really acknowledge, keep a journal and really look back. You know, if you do 15 days and then you mess up on day 16, well, you know what? You did 15 days. That's pretty awesome. And then you go back at it at day 17. So keep a journal, make it simple. Yes, and I love this this finisher here
0: about empowering yourself by reviewing what you actually have done where you came from where you are today after 15 days because i feel people forgetting about that they're so focused on this end result that they're focusing on making of what's happened every month what's happened every single day what's Mm. happened every week this is where this mindfulness and present moment approach uh, is coming and you notice that athlete does is not focus for four years just on Olympics. <laughs> they have so many starts, so many failures, so many trainings in between every single year that um at the end the whole is bringing them to hopefully joining the Olympic event. but if they were just focusing there, that probably would bring them more fear. Because if they said "I'm putting so much work into that, and I may not get it," that is a bit frustrating and um uh, so I think the empowering your with uh, yourself with a small steps every single day it's an amazing start for everyone and If athletes are doing this, and we yeah. let's say athletes, people who already have this embedded in their head, this is why they call it athlete, right. If they are picking only one simple thing for a month, that means that, you know, we can really follow them and doing also one little thing. So we're going to be as good as athletes. Louise, thank you so much. Uh, If you only could tell us, how can we find you once again?
1: Well, you can find i have a website so it's www.luistarnquist.com and the instagram and we're following there is instagram. an there is an
0: account to um, the instagram is on your website that's the best way to reach me yeah it's, perfect guys yeah, i definitely will be adding a, a link Louise to uh, louise's website and louise's instagram so you can uh follow her and her amazing approach to top performance because for me, you are all top performance performers. And um, Luis, once again, thank you so much for joining. So valid knowledge, experience, informations, and um, you always in my heart. <laughs> we had long journey uh, outside of us and inside us, um, but we have to surround us, uh, ourselves by amazing people. And you are definitely that amazing people in my circle so thank you so much once again and I'm going to speak with you at some point again
1: thank you ever so much for thank having you, me bye bye. thank you said. so yeah thank you so much for having me
0: thank you Luis, for joining Pursuit of Wellness podcast it has been big big pleasure to speak with you and to connect with you back next week we explore different ways for you to think about weight loss, maybe fat loss. It is only about calorie counting and exercising. I'm looking forward to seeing you and seeing you and hearing you next week. But in the meantime, enjoy your evening, enjoy your day and stay safe. Goodbye.